This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Thanks for tuning in to the latest episode of Plugged In, a post-media podcast taking you down Canada's electric vehicle highway. I'm your host, Andrew McCready. If you listened to our recent episode with Electric Autonomy Canada founder Nino Takara, you'll recall we touched upon a competition the company held calling for designs for the electric fueling station of the future. The competition was sponsored by the Parkland Corporation, an independent supplier and marketer of fuel and a leading convenience store operator. Among the Canadian brands it owns are Chevron, Esso, and Ultramar gas stations, and on-the-run convenience store. My guest today is the winner of that competition. James Sylvester is an award-winning architect based in the UK with an interest in technology, sustainable materials, and innovative building techniques. During his 14-year career, he has been involved in projects ranging from offices, hotels, museums, residential, and master plans. One of his most recent projects was the Sheikh Abdullah al Salem cultural center in Kuwait. His JAS architectural firm is committed to developing a unique style of architecture that marries together the cultural heritage and local materials with modern layouts and contemporary designs. Well, thanks very much for joining us today, James. Yeah, thanks for having me, Andrew. Lovely to be on and talk about the design. Yeah, it's it's um, we, we we've never talked about architecture on the Plugged In podcast, and I'm really excited about it. I'm a an amateur architect, I guess, as so many people are, and in, in, uh, interested in design. Um, and I was very interested in the competition that Electric Autonomy ran, and also in seeing your design and some of the others that were were, were uh, kind of chosen. You won the competition, but they had some other ones. It was real flights of fancy. It was really interesting stuff. So. How did you, I mean, you're an architect, um, you, you, you worked a lot, you work a lot in the, in the East, the Middle East and things. How did you learn about this competition? Well, actually, um, it was in the COVID times and uh, everything was slowing down a little bit. And it was, it was well uh, advertised through the architectural media. So I actually seen it on a, a web page called Arc Daily. Um, and obviously it was an invitation internationally for for any architect to, to enter. And the thing that really interested me for this competition was the fact that it's a new typology in a sense, because obviously the old gas station, you would you would be there five minutes, fill up and then move on. So the interface with the building was, was, was minimal. Whereas with the EV charging, you're looking at like 20 minutes to 40 minutes. So it becomes a very different thing. Um, so it's almost like airport lounge come come charging station come petrol station and then it's trying to uh 
integrate all of these new uses into to one defined uh, building. So yeah, that was the thing that interested me the most. Uh, so, and, so yeah, sorry, go on. No, no, I was going to say so. So a challenge. I mean, it obviously piqued your curiosity and got your imagination um, going as to um, you know uh, from your bio you've 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 built offices, hotels, museums, residentials. But this thing is a whole new kind of animal. I guess it's an interesting concept what you say about the airport lounge, because that probably is a closer way in thinking about, okay, people are going to be hanging around here and waiting for something to happen as opposed to being interacting with something. Correct. We've got a captive audience, essentially. And it's about how to, yeah, to help them relax as well on a long journey, because this particular competition isn't for a in-city one so it's one that's that's located between a destination so it's a highway stop um so yeah it's like looking again at how like different people um will interface with it if you have a kid obviously you're going to be looking for different facilities if you're if you're an elderly person you may not want to be next to uh the kids let's just let's just say so that you want to relax in a different way so I did do some um, quick looks on the internet to to see what precedence was out there and scratched the surface and realized that a lot of the designs were quite out there. They were like driving into a cinema to park <laughs> while you charge. Yeah. And it's, for me, it was a little bit over the top. Um, so I wanted to do something that was quite simplistic in a way, but um, ticked all the boxes, but for everybody. So maybe come away from the phone look at nature i mean it would be set within nature and then try to get something that's obviously very sustainable because what's the point in driving a an ev car to pull up at a concrete and petrol station which has used a lot of embodied energy to create the building so it's it's creating a building that's environmentally sensitive but also social uh, sensitivity and sensitive to the human being and allowing people to relax. So, yeah, coming from uh, lots of different angles uh, layered in to get to the design, but that's what made it a very interesting competition, I thought. Right, right. So the name of your design is More With Less. Can you explain the the name? Yeah, yeah. So um, there's a famous architect called Renzo Piano, and he's got a saying that uh, the most sustainable building is the one that was never built. (laughs) <laughs> which essentially means you can't build sustainably. It's it's an impossibility because you're always going to be disrupting the land. You're taking elements from one place to another, which are obviously using carbon. So what the logic of this is that we have to do more with less resources because obviously the earth's not, not expanding, but the population's expanding and the, the uses that we need to use are expanding. So, yeah, we just have to do be a bit clever about how we use the materials. Try to choose materials that are sustainable in a sense, the, the regrowth. So well, my design particularly, it's heavy on timbers and, and not slow growth timbers, fast growth timbers. Um, I can touch on that a little bit later, how that kind of filters into the design. But there's lots of little elements here that I've collected over my, my years of, of working around the world and condensed it down into this object, which is basically trying to do as much as it can with as little input. So, yeah, that's that's really the more with less idea and, and obviously trying to build it as sustainable as possible, but being 
honest to myself and realizing that it's never going to be fully sustainable. And and is it something is is more with less that philosophy something that guides you in all your architecture in, when you're building a hotel or designing a museum? Is is that a, is that a a trend in architecture now? Is it's just the reality of the 21st century? Yeah, very much so. I mean, when I first started studying architecture, we're talking the early 2000s. Uh, sustainability was probably the key um, criteria that we were, we were learning about, and we knew that um, buildings were a a heavy burden on the environment and it was kind of the architect's responsibility to 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 start thinking about how we can reduce that burden so i would say i've always tried to um push the environmental agenda but in through some of my companies that i'd, I'd worked for um obviously commercial realization of things and and other elements come into play uh, environmental wasn't always the top of their um, criteria, let's say. But when you're doing a competition like this, that's the beauty that you can actually do what you know is right without um, compromising. So, yeah, it was a nice opportunity to bring all of the ideas together into one holistic approach to, to this station. Right. And as you say, it's it's the the clientele of this place are people that are that are that are sustainability and, and the environment are probably top of mind to them because they're driving an electric vehicle. So exactly. It goes your station, your station kind of reflects their 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 ethos almost. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, the musicians always say that, you know, they're you know, these hit records, they 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 write these hit songs came in about two minutes. You know, it just was like lightning in a bottle and it just came out of them. Would you say that this design, I mean, did you sit down and you kind of thought about it obviously first, but then when you started designing it, did it just kind of flow or were there many attempts to, to get it right for you? No, the actual process of design, because because I've been doing it for so long, obviously it, the ideas are, are not an issue. It's not like when you're writing a book and you have writer's block. When you're, when you're an architect and you've been doing it for so long and you've, you've kind of filled your brain with all the different possibilities, Ideas come thick and fast, a bit like what you're saying about the, the musicians. But one of the ways that I like to design is is really understand what I'm trying to get out of the project. So what are my key criteria? What I wanted to do with this design is make it very simple but practical. I wanted it to look futuristic, but I wanted it to use natural materials. So it's very tactile materials, things that we've grown up with for thousands of years, like stones and woods. I I do do some developments on outside of my architecture um, and costs always a key driver. So this is a key fundamental part of any project. So I wanted it to be low cost. And one way to keep the cost down is generally to keep your building lightweight. So that, there's a, another famous architect here, Norman Foster, a British architect. And he, he says like, how much does your building weigh? And that's a way to determine how clever you've been with your design. If it's full of concrete and steel, it's going to weigh a lot. If it's full of tensile fabrics, if it's full of um, timbers and, and lighter weight structure, then it's going to be cost efficient, but it's also going to be lightweight. It obviously needs to be innovative, but it needs to be realistic. So the, one of the main things about my design is it was designed in a way that it's it's got to be flexible for many different sites because the, the concept for this was that it would be rolled out over, over different areas within, within Canada. So 
I think the differentiator with with my design to some of the other really good designs that were were submitted was that mine was a a flexible modulated design, so it could expand and contract depending on the size of the site and depending on what was required for that site. So if I give you an example, if it's in a countryside where the demand's not not as high, then it, it could be maybe. 60 meters long and, and consist of four or five modules. Whereas if it was on a, on a main artery through the, through the country, it could expand indefinitely to have lots and lots of different uses. Um, so it's very, very flexible. Um, and the other thing, the way that the building hits the ground is I think it's quite unique the way that I've, I've considered this. So it touches the ground very lightly so essentially it stands off the ground on uh, ground screws, which are screwed into the ground um, and they can take huge amounts of, of weight coming down. But once the building's finished and you, you remove it from site, you can unscrew the ground screws and essentially the land's untouched. So you're not destroying the, the area to, to build the building and then have to yeah, remove and destroy the land and leave it scarred. So that was one thing about touching the earth lightly. But the good thing about that is that it can work with lots of different ground conditions. So it's flexible to go on different sites depending on the ground conditions. So yeah, timeless and elegant is always one that runs throughout all my projects. That's something I always like to do. Um, and low impact, which is something I've hit on a few times there, but um, yeah, I got them buzzwords to understand what my concept was going to be. And then from that, it's a, it's a quick exercise. I mean, it's a, it's a pen and paper. It's, it's sketching the idea out. Andrew and his guest will be right back after this word from our sponsor. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. One thing that was the driving force of this particular project, it's all designed around the car. So in architecture school, Le Corbusier says everything revolves around the person. So it's always about the scale of a person, how that interacts with each other. Now, this one's slightly different. It, obviously, the car's designed around the person, but this particular building's designed around the car. And to maximize the amount of charging points for the minimal space. So instead of the pull-through, which the traditional gas stations would, would use, I've done like a back-in or drive-in front ways, more like a car park. So 
I think I increased the efficiency on car parking spaces to probably 35, 40% more efficient than a drive-through. So essentially for every two that I build of these, you'd need what four or five of, of, of the traditional. Plus I think that it's, it's easier to um, come and go at different times. I think the drive-through works quite well with petrol, but you often find that you're sitting waiting for the, the person to move if you're on the, the pump at the back, at least yes. in the UK you are. And imagine if that was an EV and you sat there for 20 <laughs> minutes. I mean, it's not it's not feasible. So this option, you can come and go uh, and not interfere with anybody else. So the, the, the parking size defined the structure, which then defined the structural bay that lays out the module of the design. And then that can expand and contract depending on the particular site that's it's it's going to be located on. So yeah, that's the it's it's identifying the key criteria really is the the driving force for the design. And then there's a whole different aspect from like that's more the technicalities, but it's how the human interfaces with this building and how you can appeal to the wider audience. So my design has the different modules now. In each design, there'll always be a toilet block. There'll always be a convenience store. Um, and there'll always be uh, like a food and beverage. And then additional to that, you can choose which one best suits that local area. So potentially there might be some farmers markets that sell local produce, or there might be some that are focused on fitness uh or fitness classes or hairdressing or relaxation so you can imagine this building a little bit more like a community retail shopping center but particularly focused on what's rich within that area because if these are going to be used throughout the country this might be an opportunity to to go to if it's located next to a beauty spot or it's located next to a hiking trail or it's located next to somewhere that does excellent foods or different drinks or something, it could promote that area as well. So what we're trying to do is bring the local community to this place as well as the traveler and try to use that to in, like, link the two together and create an experience for both. So yeah, there's a lot of ideas that have come together in this one simple building, which is essentially a canopy with a few um, functions sitting underneath. Right. Uh, you know, it's so interesting that the EV space in general is one of the reasons I became interested in it, you know, a decade ago is it's, it's kind of uncharted territory, not just the technology, but the way human beings will travel. And it's one of the knocks against EVs is people don't want to drive for four hours and then sit for 50 minutes or 30 minutes and then drive again. They, they, they. We for a hundred years we've been conditioned to fill up in four minutes and be on our way. Rush, rush, rush. So it's it's a bit of a, it's it's teaching people or it's it's giving people an opportunity to rethink that. And and that to me is fascinating. And obviously the architecture that you've designed is addressing that. Is trying to tell people, you know, you can have an experience at this place. Don't sit in your car on your iPad, you know, watching your charging until you hit eighty percent, but 
get out of your car and walk around for 20 minutes, 30 minutes and experience something. So it's going to be fascinating as a social experiment to see how we make this transition. Yeah, 100%. I mean, the limiting factor of that driving for eight hours is that you get tired. I mean, yes. you should stop at every four hours. Let's let's be honest. I mean, you yeah. need to you need to relax. You need to to go to the toilet. You need to do all of these natural human things. Um, and as you're saying, the idea is that we can we can bring people together a little bit here. Uh, right. And I think at the outset, the EV drivers are quite like minded anyway. So I yes. think that it it, it would you can kind of look at the the demographic that would be using it but over time that's going to expand and that's going to it's going to include everybody yeah so i think it'll be easier right at the beginning to get that mix but i think as time goes on it just it needs to develop itself so that it it'll be incrementally improved five percent each time um and then maybe in 30 years 40 years this typology will become different again from what i'm proposing here so this is my stick in the sand to say look i think this is what it is at the moment but i'll guarantee it won't be like this in 30 years it will be incrementally improved to to tailor itself to how that travel works and and to the the location you know um one of the most exciting things about this for you winning this well along with the the recognition of your um, your ability is that Parkland, who is the sponsor of the um, competition, committed to to building this station. Um, you know, we don't know where we 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 think it's going to be in British Columbia. We don't know where or when, but it's in the works. So that is going to be so exciting for you, I'm sure. But I think for EV drivers also, because they'll get a they'll get a sense of you know what is possible and what the future is going to look like. Yeah, exactly. I think when it is built. Um, and you're right, yeah, they've committed to doing that. Uh, I'm in talks with them at the moment. Um, it'll be a, a big milestone for EV in general, I think, when when they make this step, because it's it's not taking the old uh, gas station and putting a few charging stations around. It's kind of rethinking the whole thing. So, yeah, it'll be very exciting when it when it comes to life. So, so if if listeners don't know, Parkland is the company behind the SO stations that have their on-the-run convenience stores in them. And out here in British Columbia, there's the triple O white spot little bistro restaurants involved. So it's not like Parkland doesn't they're they're they themselves are, you know, a gas station company and and they're obviously understanding that they need to reimagine this as opposed to, as you say, putting in a couple of charging stations and say, you know come into our little convenience store like it you have for a hundred years, have a coffee and sit and wait. So, you know, kudos to them to kind of understand that, that this will be part of the future, the very near future. In fact. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. Kudos to them that, that they're ambitious and they've realized that starting with a new thing is going to be better than slowly changing the old thing that was actually designed for a different purpose. Right. So, so no hats off to them and yeah. It'll be great when it's done. Yeah. And what, you know, I've, I've been following the kind of charging station concepts because a lot of manufacturers, the, the high end guys in Germany, the Audis of the world have, have put out designs for their, their clients, their customers, you know, like an Audi charging station. And it, it's very much like an airport lounge, like a, you know, like a, it's kind of, you know, big recliners and probably, you know, concierge service and things, but very, 
very upmarket and not very um, very exclusive, right? Yeah. And and obviously, what what this this competition was more just for the, I won't say the common folk, but just for all EV owners. You know, if you've got a Nissan Leaf, this is going to be a place that you're actually going to want to go to. And I'm sure on forums, people will start telling them, oh, if you're going here, you got to go check out this one. So there'll almost be a competition between these charging stations. Yeah, no, it's exactly how it's going to be. And I think you've hit on exactly the point there that I was trying to make it all inclusive for everybody and not have an elitist attitude. That's why it's all about, you don't have to, from a, from a commercial point of view, it's kind of a perfect building because you've got a captive audience to call it footfall in the, the retail jargon. So you, essentially you could get them to buy coffees and sit within a paid area. But the one thing that I was trying to do is create environments for everybody. If you don't want to go and buy something, it's designed like a circuit of gardens. So you essentially just meander your way through through the through the place and just take a break. There's, a, there's other opportunities to do a little bit of exercise. There's other opportunities to to play games. There's a little bit of a, a pool area in one of the options. Uh, kids play. I mean, yeah, it's it's trying to be a, a bit of everything to try to cater for everyone. Yeah, well, as I say, James, I can't wait to uh, to to visit it with an EV in the hopeful near future. And I do want to thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's been great to to discuss the ideas that that drove the design. James Sylvester is the lead architect with the JAS Group, based in Edinburgh, Scotland. My interest in electric vehicles was sparked the moment I drove a Nissan Leaf just over a decade ago. While short of any kind of real epiphany, the experience of zipping around in near silence with deceivingly quick acceleration left me convinced this was the future of personal transportation. All that remained unclear back then, as it still does today, is when that future will fully arrive. Shortly thereafter that drive, as my career as an automobile journalist took me ever deeper into the emerging EV landscape, I became just as fascinated with all the ancillary aspects of the burgeoning industry that was growing in concert with the ever-increasing production of EVs, such as charging stations. Having James on the podcast today was a real treat, as his imaginative rendering of the charging station of tomorrow underscores how the EV revolution is so much more than just about vehicles. It's bringing together the best and brightest from so many professions, from urban planners to social scientists, from geologists to, in the case of my guest today, architects. I can't wait to plug in and hang out at his More for Less station when the Parkland Corporation takes his inspired design and turns it into a reality. To get a first-hand look at James' fueling station of the future, check out the video link we've embedded in this podcast episode post at driving.ca. That's it for this episode. A very special thank you to my guest James Sylvester for making a seven-hour time zone difference work, my exceptional producer Adam Foster, and you for joining me on another electrifying journey down the EV highway. We always welcome your comments and criticisms via email at pluggedin@postmedia.com. For your dose of all things automotive, including up-to-date information on new EVs in Canada, be sure to check out driving.ca, where you'll find the best in breaking news, videos, and reviews. And be sure to subscribe to Plugged In wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. That way you'll never miss an episode and you'll also be able to listen to all the episodes from seasons one through four. Music.